0: Well, my friends, uh, our Lord's words in the gospel today are uh, maybe a little challenging and difficult to understand, right? And it's interesting because we say, like, you know, Deacon Jim reads, uh, the gospel of the Lord. This is the good news, right? This is, this is the good news of salvation. Anyone who comes from without hating his father and mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, even his own life, cannot be my disciple. The good news of salvation. What does that mean? What do we we mean by that? What it means is that we have to understand the importance of what Jesus is giving us. We have to understand the importance of the gospel. That the gospel message is the message of salvation. And that it is worth any cost. To live as a disciple of Jesus Christ is worth Any cost, no matter what it is, no matter who is going to oppose us, no matter who's going to dislike us, no matter who's going to defame us, no matter what difficulties we're going to have to go through, the gospel that Jesus gives us, the fact that God himself loves us so much that he became one of us, that he shared life with us and that he ultimately died for us and rose from the dead, that truth is so valuable that it is worth any cost. The gospel that Jesus gives us, and praise God for this, this is the good news, the gospel that Jesus gives us is not just a self-help book, right? Like, this is a really, really good self-help book. I like I think we call them like self-improvement books nowadays or whatever, right? Like, I love listening to the new... I just started, I think it's a bestseller, Atomic Habits, uh, which is really cool and all kinds of other stuff. There's some good stuff out there. That's not the gospel. Those are good. They're bestsellers. You can buy them in an airport, I'm sure. Um, but that's not the gospel. The gospel's better than Atomic Habits or Deep Work or Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or whatever it is. The gospel is so much more important than that. The gospel is the saving kingdom of Jesus Christ. And again, the church built around the gospel is not just a social club. It's not just a group of friends. It's important as it to have friendliness and have community. This isn't a social club. We're the mystical body of Christ. We are the church of Jesus Christ, the bride of Christ. This is more than just a club. This is a community that rightly worships the one God. And so that is the value of the gospel. And that to live this requires, at times, sacrifice. It requires struggle on our part. It requires us to go outside of ourselves, to go out of our comfort zones, to even be willing to do things that we otherwise wouldn't do. We have a beautiful example of that in our second reading of the letter of St. Paul to Philemon. Now, I'm guessing that most people that haven't studied scripture haven't read Paul's letter to Philemon. There's no chapter. It's one chapter, right? It's, the, it's not the shortest uh, book in the Bible, but it's one of them. And go read it. It'll take you like ten minutes this afternoon, right? Go in the Bible, look for Philemon. Don't get it confused with Philippians. Philemon—it's like one page, maybe two pages, right? You got to find it. You may miss it if you don't look in the table of context. But what's the story there? Well, there's a slave named Onesimus, and he ran away. He—he Philemon was the owner of this slave Onesimus. And Onesimus was a runaway slave. And in running away, he found St. Paul and became a Christian. Saint, and Philemon also, and separately, uh, was a Christian, right? And so Onesimus now, having been baptized, but as a runaway slave, is uh, with Paul. And Paul asks Onesimus, first of all, to go back to Philemon and to try to reconcile and writes this letter that he sends with Onesimus to Philemon, saying, look, you're offended, you're insulted, this was illegal, and I'm asking you to forgive him. I'm asking you to welcome him back. And not as a slave, but as a brother. As a brother in Christ, right? And ultimately to free him. <laughs> that, and that, that is the, the... Paul is sending onesimus back to philemon probably difficult for onesimus and probably difficult for philemon but you are brothers in christ now and you need to be reconciled i'd rather never see you again for the rest of my life okay good well but you need to be reconciled you need to go outside of your comfort zone to be willing to make those tough things and paul doesn't command philemon to do this right it's so beautiful um so that the good you do might not be forced, but voluntary. I'm not forcing you to do this, but I'm encouraging. Now, that's a dad move, right? That is a total like, I'm not forcing you to mow the lawn, but it would be really, really, I'd really appreciate it if you did. Uh, but I'm not forcing you, right? That's in my family. That was being forced. Um, but it is like that. If Paul here is, is encouraging Philemon, go read the letter. It's so beautiful. Uh, he's encouraging him to do the right thing. But also to this wound, right? This, this hurt, this maybe resentment that's there. And now between Philemon and Onesimus, you are brothers in Christ. And while in a normal context, we would never seek reconciliation this way, right? The two of you just stay as far apart as possible. No, here in this case, as disciples of Jesus Christ, make this this tough move be willing to take this tough action to reconcile in this way um, and to be open to the grace of god more than a slave a brother beloved to me even more so to you and as a man and as in the lord paul makes this beautiful appeal we have to ask and we look at a you know how we live the gospel what's the cost What's the cost of being a disciple of Jesus Christ? It'd be foolish to say, I'm going to build a tower of faith and have insufficient funds, right? To say, no, I'm really not taking it seriously. I'm going to build a house and all I have is Legos, right? It's not going to work. We need the stuff. We need to be willing to say that the gospel is worth everything. It's worth everything. We're commanded... And Jesus commands us to love father, mother, husband, wife, children, brother, sister, neighbor. But here, I think it's so important that we understand order of operations, right? This is what we're getting at the heart here. We're not being commanded to, to hate, but to understand order of operations. Every now and again, if I'm bored and scrolling through social media, something may, it'll regularly pop up every, you know, couple weeks or months or whatever, um... That is, you know, someone puts like a math problem, right? Four minus three times five, no parentheses. And uh, the uh, order of operations, you have to do your multiplication, your division before your addition and subtraction, right? And you can't just go left to right. And so the answer there is negative 11, right? But that poor person that thinks they're so smart and's like one, the answer is one, duh, right? Duh, oh no, the answer is five, right? The answer is five. Duh! Um, no, like the answer is not. Sorry, you did. Everyone else got that it's negative eleven, but you didn't. You didn't follow order of operations. Well, unfortunately, that happens more than just one person out of you know big group with the church. What's the order of operations? God comes first, always, always. If you don't do that, the whole equation turns out wrong. If we try to live our religion without God coming first. You get the wrong answer in the end. If it's family, convenience, God. Family, God, friends, work. Money, God, family, friends. Uh, What is it? Um, Unicorn, God, country, right? As much as I love a few good men. Unicorn, God, country, that's bad, right? That's two steps bad. No, it's God comes first. God comes first, always. And if we have the wrong order of operations, we're going to get the wrong outcome. So my friends, this is what our Lord teaches us today. To live the order of operations. To recognize the value of what he's giving us. He's not giving us a Lego house. He's not giving us something that can come third or fourth place. We'll just fit it in there where we can. Rather, God gives us his own life. He gives us the saving truth of the gospel. And if we're going to receive it, We have to receive it at that value, or we don't have the right equation. So let's ask our Lord for this grace, to love the value, to love what he has given us, and to be willing even to make tough and uncomfortable decisions when necessary, so we can live out the gospel in our life and be faithful, loving disciples of our Savior, Jesus Christ.